Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tech News Nerds. I'm your co-host, Johannes. And I'm your co-host, Adam. Yes, and this is episode four. Uh, we apologize that we haven't put out any episodes recently. We've been trying to sort out my audio situation, but we have that all figured out right now. So that is great. And uh, yeah, let's get right into it. All right. So our first story comes from the upcoming S21, which is actually rumored to come out in January of 2021, a little bit earlier than the S20 series came out. And they are saying that Samsung may not include a charging brick or earphones, just like Apple did with the iPhone 12 series. Now, some of you may or may not have seen a tweet with Samsung mocking them. I don't know if we have it here. We do not. But Samsung did mock Apple for not including a charging brick in their upcoming series, their upcoming 12. And now they aren't going to do the same exact thing, which is kind of funny. I guess right here, actually, let's see. Samsung made a tweet saying, yes, we're including this. And now for their upcoming S21 or S30, whatever they decide to call it, they might not be including one. I have um, personally been upset with Apple's play of this is environmental because although we care a lot about the environment, it seems that Apple selling this on the side and everything with also including USB type C to lightning, which 99% of the iPhone users don't have a USB type C brick and now we'll have to buy one. Just seems like the environment play is a little bit off and rather this is something that might make them a little bit more money. That being said, it would be nice to um, reduce e-waste and maybe Apple could have done this a better way. So what do you think? Well, well, you know, it's the same thing. Uh, they're, they're doing the same thing. You know, um, this is another thing I really dislike about a lot of OEMs and a lot of smartphone manufacturers always copying, you know, one another and stuff. And, you know, it's the same thing when Google made fun of Apple, Pixel 3 comes out, boom, no headphone jack and that gigantic back top notch. Um, the thing is, Samsung have always, you know, made fun of Apple. They've made fun of them for the notch. They've made fun of them for, they have entire commercials dedicated to making fun of Apple. And like you said, I totally disagree with the whole, you know, environmentally friendly, you know, thing angle they were going for. If they wanted to be environmentally friendly, they could have executed this in several different ways. Put a USB-A to lightning cable in the box so that everyone else who has a normal, you know, charging brick can still charge their phone. But if you don't have an iPhone 11 series, you're not going to be able to use, you know, your normal charging bricks. You will still need to get a USB type C charging brick from Apple. So I feel like it's, it was just a cheap cash grab tactic and I'm not really a fan of it. Yes, the newer boxes do look sleek. I'm not even going to lie. The flat boxes look pretty impressive. But if they wanted to tackle it from an environmentally friendly perspective, you know, some people spoke about how um, Apple could have said, okay, they would have given you options. If you want to get your phone with the charger in the box, click here. If you want to get your phone without the charger in the box in order to save the environment, click here and we'll give you a discount or some sort of, you know, in-store credit or something like that. It would have been really cool to see something like that. 
I don't know how Samsung plans on implementing theirs because I have a bad feeling they're just going to do the same thing. Oh yeah, we care about the environment. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we're not going to see a charger in the box for the S21 or S30 series or whatever they're going to call it. And then the fact that they are um, going to release the series, like the new S series earlier, like in January, or they're going to announce it earlier in January, it still, it's kind of confusing because it's fine when you have two, you know, main lines of smartphones that you release every year, six months apart, but people are still trying to like, you know, what about the people who get themselves a Note 20 Ultra or an S20 FE for Christmas? And then immediately the next month, their phone is out of date. Like they don't have the newest smartphone anymore. So I feel like their timing isn't really the best as well. Yeah, that's a good point, especially as we've seen rumors that they might eliminate the Note series in general. You'd think they'd put it towards the middle of the year, maybe June in between like the March and August-ish area to um, only release one phone a year like Apple does, or at least one major flagship. Um, We know Samsung isn't only going to release one phone a year. (laughs) (laughs) Samsung releases what, like, 40 phones a year because oh if God, you get into the yeah, we don't know <laughs> we don't know like if we get into the mid-rangers like nah i don't like nah it's crazy yeah but anyway when it comes to this charging brick and taking it out i, I can see a argument for reducing e-waste we do have a lot of it right and mm-hmm. if samsung can execute this in a way that um allows people to keep what they currently have and not have an issue or for those who don't have something okay like you said with apple you could select it maybe on the side because a i don't have one please send me one um fast chargers are a big deal especially on the android side um with iphones we didn't really see a fast charger in the box of the iphone 11 pro and then they took it out the next year but with android we've seen so many different phones and manufacturers marketing fast charging like Xiaomi at 120 watts or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So with Samsung taking it out of the box, at least a fast charger, they're mm-hmm. one saying that they're probably not improving their 25 watt um, charger, which, you know, maybe some people do want to see faster charging. And mm-hmm. two, they are kind of saying, all right, we don't care about this innovation, at least in the charging area where I do, I, well, I would personally like to see um, faster charging while maintaining the um, correct heat of the phone because at least with the Xiaomi one, that does worry me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see Samsung being hypocritical this quickly. You know, with um, other things like the headphone jack, it took until the Galaxy Note 10 Plus for them to remove it. So they made fun of Apple and stuff for that. And, and it did take them a while. So it took them a couple of years. Apple took it out with the iPhone 7. And um, that was in 2016. And yeah. it didn't do it until 2019 in the Note um, 10 Plus. Mm-hmm. But with this, it's going to be less than a year if they ditch it and they made fun of Apple for this. So mm-hmm. that's crazy to me. Yeah. Well, Samsung have been known to be shameless. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Because like I mentioned earlier, man, those commercials got tiring every single time. They, oh, Apple have a notch. We don't have a notch. 
Galaxy Fold has a notch. Right. People tend to get that. There is a huge notch in the corner of the Galaxy Fold, the original Galaxy Fold. So please, Samsung, focus on your smartphones and leave Apple alone. Apple, right. that's one thing I love about Apple is they pretend like every other smartphone manufacturer does not exist. Like they legitimately do not care about yeah. anyone else. But I like the competition. I liked when Samsung did that. I was like, because I love to flame that notch because it's ridiculous. We've seen it in four generations of iPhones now. Mm-hmm. And that commercial, I don't know if you remember with the guy with the hairline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Notch up here. I thought that was so funny when Samsung put about, he was sitting in that Apple line waiting outside. Mm-hmm. But yeah. We did see it with a fold, but at least that's a foldable phone. Samsung, mm-hmm. for the most part, kept away from the notch, especially in their like flagship Glass Lab smartphones. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, that it's just the repetition that gets kind of tiring because, you know, right. yeah, the first time we saw it with the dude with the notch haircut, it was funny. The second time we saw it, the dude and his girlfriend, okay, slightly less funny, but we understand. The third time, the dude, his girlfriend, and their kid, I'm like, come on, Samsung. <laughs> what, are you, what, what are you guys doing? Right, definitely. Mm-hmm. But okay, we will move yeah. on to the next story now. Because we went off on enough tangents there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. So um, the next story, we're just going to talk about the iPhone 12, the iPhone 12 series, like, you know, in general, the the release. And, yeah, one of the things that caught my attention when I was um, when I was watching the Apple event was this, you know, headline ceramic shield clearly tougher than any smartphone glass, four times better drop performance. Okay, Um, I watch a lot of Jerry Rig everything. I think Zach is awesome. And one thing that I've learned about, um, you know, smartphones and, you know, hardness, scratch resistance and stuff was, you know, when he was testing the original essential phone, the back was made of ceramic, yeah? And it was, you know, he said it's more shatter resistant, but it's it's more um, scratch prone. So it's prone to a lot more scratches, but it's less, you know, prone to shattering. Which, I mean, yeah, like I said, Carrie, they said tough is great, but we also wanted to make it scratch resistant. But how scratch resistant is it? Because a lot of, you know, YouTubers have, you know, um, come out saying that they just kept the phone in their pocket with maybe some keys or a coin or something. And then the entire screen has these micro scratches everywhere. Yes, granted, a lot of people drop their phones, but I think a significantly higher percentage of people, you know, just keep their phones in their pockets or in their purses. And that's where, you know, smartphones tend to get scratched a lot. So while it might be, um, you know, more shatter resistant, being scratch resistant is also quite important. And so many tech reviewers have said, if you're getting an iPhone 12 series, get a screen protector immediately or else it's going to scratch. And I feel like that is, that's a little bit of an L. I think Apple took an L with the ceramic shield. Yeah, definitely a good point there. I think um, sometimes with drop and scratch resistance, they can be inversely related at times because of the toughness. And we have seen, like you said, um, people seeing more scratches on these quicker because of how tough the glass is. I saw um, everything Apple Pro did a drop test with these and so did phone buff and it fared really well in those drop tests. But like you said, you watch Jerry rig everything 
And when he scratched the phone, um, scratches out of level six, deeper grooves at a level seven, uh, <laughs> just like normal. And yeah. I, d- I definitely worried when I had the iPhone 12 Pro that it would scratch. So I put a glass screen protector on it. And I think one of the main points of um, having this tougher glass or making these claims is you don't want to use a screen protector. You just want to use it normally. And oh, yeah. because of scratch resistance being not so great, you have to use a screen protector. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, um, you know, recently I, you know, traded my Note 9 for the Note 10 Plus. And one thing about the Note 10, um, Note 10 Plus was I couldn't, you know, get a glass screen protector on it because of the ultrasonic, you know, fingerprint sensor. I think I'm going to have to reach out to Whitestone Dome <laughs> to see if they can send me one. But, yeah, um, on my Note 9, I have been using tempered glass screen protectors for over a year. I've had the phone for almost two years now. And one thing I realized was it was so much easier to type on the Note 10 Plus because it just had a plastic screen protector on it. Like, I wanted to use the phone a lot more. I wanted to pick it up a lot more. The screen felt completely different. And that's just because I wasn't using a tempered glass screen protector. Now, going back to the Note 9, because I had to take it back for um, the 10 back for repairs, um, typing was almost impossible. I had to like press really hard on the screen because of this like, you know, extra layer. But yeah, it's there for protection. But I can see the, you know, the reasoning behind wanting to make tougher glass on your phone so people don't need screen protectors because they can be quite inconveniencing sometimes. And um, I think if there is a way that they can find a balance between shadow resistance and scratch resistance, it would actually be really awesome. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Because I'm not sure exactly how inverse related they are just based on what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not a scientist when it comes to this kind of stuff with glass and everything now, but (laughs) I would like to see um, that balance. Like you said, I've Mm -hmm. seen a lot more people um, have issues with um, dropping. So when it comes to the iPhones, I've seen a lot of them cracked, you know, so Mm -hmm. they have to put on these screen protectors. So I get the pushing towards this um, stronger glass because of how many breaks I've seen in it, as well as, it being like a $550, $600 repair if you break the glass oh, yeah. back at least. It's ridiculous how much they make you spend on that back glass, which I don't think even has ceramic shield for this one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> Did, like you said, the screen protectors, I actually don't personally mind my tempered one. I When I went to the Galaxy S10, um, I couldn't use a uh, tempered screen Uh, or tempered glass screen protector, like you said, because of the ultrasonic fingerprint reader. And I was like, "Mm, I don't like this. They put this plastic one on and it was really (laughs) flimsy and everything. And I just didn't like the feel of it because I I like the feel of the glass Mm -hmm. a lot more. But, you know, it it is an extra layer, like you said. And at least Mm -hmm. with the um, Galaxy S10, um, they included a plastic one on it as well, even before I replaced that with another one from Zag at the time, mm-hmm. because that worked with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we they got to get you a white dome um, one for sure. Yeah, a white stone dome. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. the screen protector I had on the Note 10 Plus was actually um, hydrogel, something like that. 
it it felt like there was nothing on the screen. I was yeah. scared, like my heart. <laughs> I had to grip out the phone so tight. I loved, you know, using it because it just felt like there was nothing on the screen. Yeah. But definitely, I I'm more of an advocate for you know the security that comes with you know having a tempered glass screen protector. Oh, definitely, for sure. I, with, with me, it was the same kind of thing that plastic feels so thin. You're like, oh, this is not drop resistant. It yeah. is scratch resistant, but it is not drop resistant. <laughs> and I always yeah. felt like, oh, I could break my phone if I dropped it with that. And those are expensive as well. So, Oh, yeah. Very expensive. Yeah. Right now, we're going caseless with a 10s Max. But, hey, <laughs> we'll see. We'll okay. see. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I only got a week more of it. I ordered the um, 12 Pro Max this morning, so we'll see if I keep it. I got rid of the 12 Pro. It wasn't enough. It wasn't worth it, but hey, we'll see if the 12 Pro Max is. I see you spending them dollars, Adam. Mm. Well, I always get them back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, so iPhone 12. We can talk a little bit more about this before moving on. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, I ordered the Pro Max today because yeah. it and the Mini just came out for pre-order. The Mini is going to be a very interesting phone that we might want to talk about. I've seen very few videos on it because of the embargo, but mm-hmm. it actually looks quite interesting. My biggest concern being battery life because of how small it is and how small the cell is and the fact that the 12 Pro for me, its battery mm-hmm. life was just okay. It was fine. Mm-hmm. And so we will see that, but definitely cool to see a new category here. We don't really see these flagships in this small of a phone anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I think, um, well, if they knew they were going to do an iPhone 12 mini, why did they make the SE earlier this year? Because, I mean, you know, when we heard rumors of an iPhone SE 2020, this yeah. was what came to everyone's mind, you know? A smaller, you know, a 5.4-inch iPhone with a a notch and so on and so forth. But then we got the same iPhone 8 body and we're like, wait, what? Yeah. And then this is what, you know, we were expecting from the iPhone SE 2. And so I'm like, okay, so what about the people who just thought, oh, this is the smallest iPhone I can get with the A13 Bionic chip and, you know, all the upgrades and all the updates and stuff. So let me just, you know, spend $400 and get the SE2. And then a couple of months later, we have the iPhone 12 mini and they're like, wait, what? And now they look at the SE and they're like, I hate you so much. Yeah, I think the SE is a little bit different. So Apple calls it the special edition, right? But it really should be called the cheap edition. That's just (laughs) what they did. They use old designs so they don't have mm-hmm. to manufacture new parts and everything because this does take new parts. This thing's yeah. priced at $729 unlocked. So it's clearly in that like upper mid-range to flagship almost territory. Yeah. Yeah. And where the SE is that cheap $400 phone that mm-hmm. uses an old design. The first SE uses used the iPhone 5, 5S design. Second yeah. one uses iPhone 8's design, yeah. as we know. So Apple didn't have to, you know, create new parts and everything for that or create new designs as they did for this phone. Yeah. So I think that's a huge difference. Um, the people who are getting the SE, maybe they did want a small phone, like you said, like in this mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they would have got it for $400. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely not $400. This is I almost mean, double it, right? So Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I yeah, I mean, well, you you do get you know 1080p, you get an OLED display and 5G. So yeah, I don't yeah. think you could get all that for four hundred dollars. Flagship camera, you get your ultra wide on the back there. Yeah, you get ultra. Oh yeah, yeah. Well. You you do get a proper flagship out of it almost. Yeah. It's hard to discern Apple's lineup of flagships versus not. You know, because everything, almost everything Apple makes other than like the SEs is trying to be the flagship. Yeah. (laughs) But that should be interesting to see. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll check out, we'll talk more about this later on and we'll go to the next story now. Okay. So speaking of Apple, which we've talked a lot about. They made a big deal about 5G at their keynote. 5G, 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 5G. Something they put in the new iPhones. Uh, I actually did a video back in, I think it was either June, May, around there, where I talked about 5G and the current rollout. Things have changed a little bit. Um, as you see by this Forbes article, they're mm-hmm. kind of hyping it up, saying the rapid evolution of 5G. And 5G is quite interesting because... Although it's not currently really ready, it Mm -hmm. is ramping up in production. Before Verizon, who I use, was only focused on high band or millimeter wave 5G. So you could really only use it in the major cities. That was about it. And that's still the case. It's Mm -hmm. really only in the major cities. I live in Michigan. They did add another city to that. But we have three cities total in the entire state that have a millimeter wave around there. And it's not on every block in those cities. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's quite interesting. Um, different companies are taking different approaches. T-Mobile focused on low band quite earlier. Verizon only brought low band with the Apple event, which I've tested and using DSS technology. It's not really that much faster than LTE because it relies on LTE currently. Mm-hmm. Just based on that. So AT&T kind of taking a similar route as well. In the U.S., 5G is rolling out, and their notion of 5G just got real. That was <laughs> by Verizon. All right. You know, when Apple does something, I guess it does get real, right? Apparently. Holy phones don't exist. Apple, yeah, huh? Apple does one. Something like that. But. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was good to see Apple put 5G in these phones because I just know so many people who keep their iPhones for so long. And in two to three years, I think we're going to see a very nice rollout of 5G. And those people are going to still be keeping their iPhones. And then at that point, they can actually use it still yeah, like with 5G. So I was happy. Yeah. To see. And also that it didn't really um, push up the prices of their highest end flagships. It did push up the prices of their regular flagships. Like, for example, the iPhone 12 is $829. You can get it for $800 with subsidies. But either way, the iPhone 11 was $700. That being Mm -hmm. said, you do get an upgrade of a very nice OLED display, and which was my biggest Mm -hmm. complaint, and a couple other areas other than 5G. But either Mm -hmm. way... Um, it is a decent um, price hike in the regular models, like the 12. And I bet you the 12 mini would have been cheaper without 5G as well. Without anyway, 5G, I'm glad yeah. to see it. I Yeah, definitely am. There's a lot of cool implications of 5G. And um, it, it is cool when you have it on your phone. And you can see that little 5G, even though it's not the best <laughs> at this point. 
Yeah. So, yeah. I've seen a lot of people actually who aren't currently, um, who weren't really interested in phones. They're asking me, oh, does this have 5G? I want 5G. Well, <laughs> why do you want 5G? I don't know. Me I, want 5G. I just want it. Yeah. So it is funny because it has brought up new conversation just based mm-hmm. on an Apple event, really. It mm-hmm. brought up a lot of interest, at least here in the U.S. So oh, yeah. what are your current thoughts? Um, I think 5G is, um, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of things I can use to describe 5G because, um, but right now I think it's, it's a good thing that um, a lot of smartphone companies have. You know, initially I always thought, you know, why are they making 5G models of smartphones? Like they're not necessary. But now I understand, especially because Apple, like you said, a lot of people keep their iPhones for several years. So it's really good to like have them being future proof. That's like the main advantage I can see um, any iPhone having 5G for just because it's future proof. And when 5G becomes more mainstream, then you're not left behind or you don't feel left out. Um, The thing is, okay, personally, knowing why, because I I feel like two things that came to my mind when I wanted to get my um, Note 10 Plus were it doesn't have a high refresh rate display and it doesn't have 5G. 5G I live in Ukraine. We are not getting 5G in this country in probably the next decade. Maybe um, back home in Nigeria, probably not getting 5G for the next three decades. Um, but for the high refresh rate display, I'm like, eh, it doesn't matter. Nah, I, I haven't used it before. I don't need it. So yeah, going back to 5G, I feel like, yeah, it's really important for future proofing. If you are not someone who changes your phone every year, or um, if you're not someone who needs to, you know, who switches smartphones very often, like basically. And as for the 5G E, I think it's kind of like the same as when um, we had the same, you know, when a couple of years ago, when people were debating about 4G versus LTE and which is which and, you know, all of that. But yeah. 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 5G, um, you know, it's a very big topic with AT&T they've gotten in trouble for it because it's just marketing jargon it really is 4G and it's not really any faster whereas low band 5G can be faster than LTE I've I've been testing it when I had the phone all the time I was just looking all right can I get faster speeds on mm-hmm. average and you can but the low band speeds are like I said so similar because of its current reliance on LTE. LTE. Verizon was able to um, make it nationwide because they didn't have to make new infrastructure for low band 5G. They just Mm -hmm. had to add to the current infrastructure, Mm -hmm. which is why um, we're seeing closer speeds. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, obviously millimeter wave, not even close in speeds, but the biggest limitation being the distance and how easy it is to lose that signal. We're going to have to see a lot of nodes in these big cities, which you will see for it to actually, you know, obtain those extremely quick speeds with somewhat reliability. Mm-hmm. So we can now go on to the next story. Okay. So yeah, the next story. Um, a lot has happened since our last episode, I guess, because, we got the Pixel 5, we got the S20 SE, and the OnePlus 8T. And what's interesting here is the fact that they are all around the same price range. Yeah, with you know, the $700, around $700 category. 
And um, basically, which should you get? Personally, I would say that I'm leaning more towards the S20 FE. I, I'm, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I, I don't want to say fanboy, but I'm a big Samsung fan. Like, let's get that out of the way. I live in the ecosystem and I'm happy there. But yeah, I would say get the S20 FE if you want the overall, uh, an overall balanced experience. Because I think it's got a great, you know, SOC, the Snapdragon 865, at least if you're in the US. It's got 120 hertz refresh rate. It, with the 5G model. Oh, yeah, in Europe, too, with the 5G model. It's got the Snapdragon 865, which is awesome. It's got uh, an AMOLED display, um, 1080p, but, I mean, you can't complain because it's 120 hertz. Six gigabytes of RAM, 128 gigabytes of storage, which is expendable. Um, it's got the trinity of, you know, cameras, main, telephoto, ultra-wide, no gimmicky cameras anywhere whatsoever. It's got wired and wireless charging, which is interesting because it's got a plastic back, but it has wireless charging. So I'm like, yeah, that that's that's really awesome. That's really that's really cool because you get the durability of plastic for the convenience of glass, which is also pretty good. I feel like the only downside I saw was that the front is Gorilla Glass three, not five or Victus, so it's prone to scratches. Um, it's a lot more prone to scratches. But if you get a tempered glass screen protector, you should be fine. You should be good to go. Now moving on to the Pixel 5, I would say um, get the Pixel 5 if you love the, you know, Pixel's um, software experience, if you love stock Android, if you love Google software, because to be very frank, in the um, smartphone space, putting Apple aside in the Android space, no one does software like Google. They just, you know, have a way of making things work and making it work pretty well. Um, if you love taking, you know, beautiful photos. I think all three smartphones here can get you decent photos, but the only one that will get you those outstanding wow photos are from the Pixel. So if you're more of a photographer, if your cameras are like very important to you, then definitely get the Pixel. It is made of aluminum all around. Yeah, it's made of aluminum all around. It, which is interesting because if you have an Apple MagSafe charger, you can actually charge your Pixel 5. <laughs> with it because you know magnets and metal which is pretty cool and wireless um, charging on that pixel with an aluminum body we were talking yeah. about it with a samsung one i'm mm -hmm. excited to see when jerry rig everything gets his hand on this i want to see the inside how google made that work yeah like i mean because it's it's a it's a it's a universal fact like wireless charging doesn't work with metal but i think when marquez was talking about it he tapped yeah. the back of the you know phone and you could hear it towards the center where the battery is supposed to be. It sounded a little bit different. So perhaps, yeah. you know, they found a way to like, you know, make every other part of the phone aluminum, but just leave out a small cutout for wireless charging. Right. And that pla um, that little um, plastic cover, I don't know if they're calling it plastic for sure, but the coating that they put on it um, doesn't yeah. allow you to really see that. Exactly. So pretty cool. And that was smart of Google actually to do. Mm hmm. Exactly. But like I said, you know, software experience and cameras, you can, you know, beat the Pixel 5. The downsides are the, you know, the processor. So you've got a 765G, which is a pretty good mid-range processor. Like it's not going to like lag or stutter or anything, but it's not as good as the 865. You're getting a 90 hertz display rather than a 120 hertz display. 
and there is no telephoto camera. So thankfully we get the ultra wide this year, but there is no telephoto camera. So it's like, Google is like, you can't eat your cake and have it. It's either we get, we're giving you this or we're giving you that. And we're like, okay, you know what? It's fine. Ultra wide is fine. Thank you, Google. And um, yeah, so basically if cameras are your priority, the Pixel 5, cameras and software. And then the OnePlus 8C, I really personally do not know what to tell you about this phone because, you know, OnePlus used to be the, you know, the smartphone manufacturer that would give you the all-round best flagship smartphone experience at a sub-flagship price. So you're getting a flagship experience at $600, $700, but now you've got the S20 FE. It's giving you a flagship experience. It's giving you great cameras. It's giving you, you know, Samsung software, extra software features at, you know, a great price as well. So what exactly do we get from the OnePlus 8T? Okay, you get more RAM. You get 12 gigabytes of RAM um, in co- contrast to six. You get 128, you know, um, 120 hertz. Yeah, sorry, 120 hertz refresh rate. 256 gigabytes of internal storage, which is, you know, double that of the FE and 65 watt fast charging. Okay. Now, are these things that you can live without? Yes, I think. The 120 hertz refresh rate we have on the Galaxy FE, the 12 gigabytes of RAM, you know, we've talked about the law of diminishing returns when it comes to RAM and smartphones. We notice um, significant increases in RAM more on computers than on smartphones. You know the difference between two gigabytes and four gigabytes of RAM, the difference between four gigabytes and eight gigabytes of RAM. But after that, we try, you know, we tend not to notice the difference anymore. The difference between eight and 12 gigabytes of RAM isn't really going to be that clear, especially if the, um, the operating system is, you know, really good or the skin on Android is really good at, you know, keeping apps alive in the background. Yeah, optimization uh, is key. Yeah, the, yeah. If the optimization is really good, then Google does a lot with um, smaller amounts of RAM. We saw oh, yeah. the older Pixels just had four. That really wasn't enough. But the second they hit six on mm-hmm. that um, Pixel four, it was more than enough for me. Although, um, what I should mention because um, I am a little worried about six gigabytes of RAM on the S twenty FE, just because we know One UI is so feature rich and heavy, and over time. Mm-hmm. It's a li- I'm a little bit afraid, but I think for the most part, it should be fine. Oh, yeah, I think so as well, because, you know, with the updated um, processor, you know, the um, Snapdragon 865, because on my Note 9, it came with six gigabytes of RAM and it was the Exynos version. Yeah. And up until the last day of me using this device, I can confidently say that I never really faced a situation where I was like, oh, damn, I wish I had more RAM. Like, mm-hmm. now, I've, you know, encountered, you know, situations where I was like, I wish I had more battery or I wish I had a faster refresh rate or a better camera, more versatile camera system. But I never had complaints about the RAM. So I think six gigabytes of RAM can still be pretty good with the S20 FE, depending on what kind of user you are. Right. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So... The, so all in all, like, you know, cutting my rambling short, because I think I've talked a lot. The AT, I don't know what to say about it. To be very frank, I feel like Samsung made a better OnePlus device than OnePlus. Because, you know, we could say that OnePlus gives you Oxygen OS. It's the closest thing to stock Android at this price. No, 
The closest thing to stock Android at this price is stock Android because Google has, you know, given us the Pixel 5 at $700. So what exactly sets OnePlus apart? Why exactly should you get the OnePlus 8T? Right. That's a good question. Definitely um, the 8T has a decent amount of things going for it on the spec sheet. There's a couple omissions, but, you know, UFS 3.1, like you said, 256 gigabytes of storage, 12. You are killing the spec sheet, but Mm -hmm. the argument of diminishing returns is more than fair here, especially Mm -hmm. as, um, you know, One UI is starting to get heavier too. It was always a heavier skin, just extremely Mm -hmm. smooth, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we'll see. It's kind of funny that One UI or um, Oxygen OS is becoming more like One UI. Yeah. um, is definitely interesting to see their design aesthetic kind of change a little mm-hmm. from stock. Yeah. But uh, you said you picked the S20 FE out of these, which is mm-hmm. quite interesting. I'm a big software guy, and I mm-hmm. just love the Pixel software. It's probably my favorite um, software skin. Well, not skin, but favorite software experience out of mm-hmm. any phone I've used with, um, you know, probably either Oxygen OS or iOS coming in second. Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely the Pixel software is my favorite. They put a bunch of nice little smart features, as you said. Mm -hmm. Um, The Pixel 5 has 90 hertz instead of 120. But for me personally, because I have used both 90 and 120, I can Mm -hmm. see the big difference between 60 and 90, but not as much between 90 and 120. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to be okay. The biggest thing that's holding me back from wanting to get a Pixel 5 as my main phone really is that Snapdragon um, 765G. I think it'd be mm-hmm. fine for a year or two. You're not going to see um, a huge difference. Maybe um, in speed tests you will, but in daily life, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not going to be as future-proof as, say, a Snapdragon 865. 865. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I think it was a smart move on Google just to go down in price, make them more competitive because we saw mm-hmm. they couldn't sell pixels at that flagship price. And yeah. these 765G still is 5G. It's still very competitive with the 90 hertz, the pixel software, 8 gigabytes of RAM. And like we said, Google has always optimized their RAM pretty well. So uh-huh. I'm pretty confident in that. Uh, yeah, I, I actually really like the design of it too. Believe it or not, you know, it's got, it might be controversial, but I like that aluminum design. I've seen this Mm -hmm. only once in person, unfortunately, but when I did, it was really nice. I think that low, that coating felt pretty good Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, ultra wide over telephoto, at least when it comes to a 2X telephoto. Oh yeah. 2X telephotos. (laughs) iPhone 12 Pro 2X telephoto. Um, I'm going to probably come out with a video somewhat soon where I show like, you know, my vacation with it, taking all these photos and stuff. And there were just times where, you know, you can't get close enough. Whereas when I had the Note 20 Ultra, that zoom was just so good. Like you (laughs) beat that with the two times telephoto. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the argument um, Marquez made for um, not having telephoto over ultra wide was you can use your feet, you can walk. But yeah. guess what? I don't want to walk up to an alligator. I, alligator, I was about to say that. Yeah. I just want to take a picture of it, zoomed in. I don't want to walk up next to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't in that situation. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. 
Definitely interesting. I think like you, I would take the S20 FE over the OnePlus 8T just because mm-hmm. price and um, more features. I'm someone who does value wireless charging and the OnePlus mm-hmm. 8T doesn't have it and it doesn't yeah. have an IP rating. Where yeah. this does have an IP, is it 6.7 or 6.8 IP rating? Do you know? Oh, it's a 6.8. 6.8. So mm-hmm. perfectly good. Um, IP rating for the vast majority of situations. Drop it in a pool; it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't suggest it. Don't drop your pool. Don't drop it. In the don't pool. drop your phone in a pool. <laughs> I am not liable if your phone breaks if you drop it in the pool. <laughs> well, tech news nerds is not going to be held responsible if you drop your phone anywhere in a pool, in a toilet, on the floor. Do not drop your phone, people. Yeah, just just don't listen to Adam. But either way, if we're talking about storage, which um, we do value, 128 gigabytes in the um, S20 FE, but it is expandable. And it's not very um, expensive to upgrade that. Samsung sells like a 256 card for like 30 bucks. So that's already over what you're going to get in the OnePlus um, 8T, although that's UFS um, 3.1. Mm-hmm. Either way, it'd probably be fast enough. And I think, like you said, uh, OnePlus um, made the all-arounders in the past, but this one is a really good all-arounder from Samsung here, hitting yeah. almost every single mark. So good job, mm-hmm. Samsung. You yeah. did make a nice phone here. Applause. Applause for Samsung. <laughs> Finally, you do something right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me Note 20 Ultra at $1,300. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I saw the Note 20 Ultra when I went to the Samsung Experience store recently. Yeah. The Note 20 Ultra, the Galaxy Z Fold 2, the Z Flip. And I'm like, damn, like, why, why, why do I not have more kidneys to sell? Like, like they're awesome. They're beautiful devices, but they're just so expensive. Oh, definitely. And I mean, well, we talked about 5G earlier and 5G played a role in making these more expensive, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Samsung makes some of the best hardware out there by oh, far. Yeah, oh, those yeah. phones are beautiful. Luckily, we get depreciation, Johannes. Depreciation will allow us to afford these phones. <laughs> yes. Thankfully, they're not Apple devices, so we just have yeah. to wait a year or a year and a half, and then because you know the the funniest thing is I still don't understand how I'm getting um or how I got the Note 10 Plus, which came out at. A thousand, yeah, it was about a thousand dollars. Thousand one hundred, yeah. Thousand one hundred dollars, yeah. and I'm getting it about a year later for six hundred, six hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, like five cents, five ninety. Thousand one hundred ninety-nine. I'm trying to think. It's either one of those two. Yeah. Maybe it's in the middle. We're gonna say a thousand one hundred to a thousand two hundred, and then I'm yeah. safe. <laughs> I'm getting it for about half the price just a year yeah. later. Yeah. Meanwhile, an iPhone 11 is still very close to the original price over here it's just not even as good of a phone come on with that display you know i get that it has the um better processor but the 855 is no slouch by far it's no and then you get uh three cameras with the note 10 plus and you only have two with the iphone 11 so it's like you know yeah and it takes great video i've seen great video and great photos from the note 10 plus oh yeah and like you said, you can get it um, really cheap right now, which is good. Really cheap. Yeah, that's probably what I might do with the Note 20 Ultra because it's already <laughs> come down so much. It's already come down over $300 here. Wow. So I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Just have to wait a few months because Samsung huh. throws out a million phones and then drops the value. Oh, oh yeah. 
crazy, crazy business strategy. Yes. But anyway, let us know in the comments which of these three you guys would pick. I'm kind of curious um, which um, either the S20 FE, the Pixel 5, or the OnePlus 8T. Maybe we got some OnePlus lovers in here. You know, you can't deny oh, yeah. that software. They do have some nice software. Mm -hmm. And feel free, uh, feel free to tweet your answers at us as well, at technewsnerds underscore one on Twitter. So you can like take a screenshot if you're listening on um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, like take a screenshot of this moment during the podcast and, you know, tweet at us and tell us, yeah, yo, this is the phone we would choose to go with and yeah. your reason why. And then we'll have tell a conversation. Us, hey, you dummies, it. you picked the wrong phone. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> it's more than okay to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I all have our different personal things. preference. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay, so we'll get on to the very last story now. Oh, yeah. And that will be Xbox One or Xbox Series X. Sorry, Xbox really does have a <laughs> weird naming system. Oh, yeah. But and PS5. So it's becoming console season, right? Mm -hmm. We haven't seen this in many years, actually. Um, trying to think was like 2013, 2012, 2013, something around yeah. there. Yeah, um, that's so when we got the PS4. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they both look very promising. Um, the PS5 has a lot going for it, and so does the Xbox Series X. Um, people, um, I think we've talked about this in a previous episode, but people do tend to prefer the PlayStation 1 as of recently. Mm -hmm. um, that's mainly because um, exclusives were very good on Sony's um, PS4. It came in $100 cheaper as well. But now um, Microsoft is being a little more competitive with the Xbox Series S that starts at $300. Pretty great for a next-gen console, if you ask me. No, it doesn't game at 4K 120 FPS, but um, 120 FPS with 1440p is very respectable. Very. Okay. And especially for $300. That's a pretty good um, device. So Xbox has that going for it. I personally have always liked the Xbox One controller over the PlayStation One. That mm -hmm. being said, the PlayStation's controller, the DualSense, oh my God, it looks very cool. I'm always, I've yeah. been a haptic guy. Uh, <laughs> whether it's in phones, whether it's in anything, good uh -huh. haptic feedback makes a huge difference to me. Oh yeah. So um, to see that, um, the PlayStation, the PlayStation's controller has um, that increased haptic feedback. I've seen people like Dave 2D and Marquez talk about it. I'd like to try it myself, but mm -hmm. um, people can do some really cool things with that. And the adaptive triggers also mm -hmm. definitely cool. The Xbox um, Series um, Series controller because you know they're Series X and Series yeah. S, yeah. and that naming scheme. We're, we will we'll talk about that, but. Gosh, that's killing me. <laughs> so that controller is still a great controller. I think a lot of people like the Xbox One's controller. It um it felt a lot better in the hand in comparison to the PlayStation 4's one because that kind of felt a little small, at least to me. Yeah, it did. One's felt more... It was a bit more... Yeah, it's more substantial. Yeah. Right. And Sony also did fix that with the PS5's DualSense controller. Mm -hmm. So... You know, they're doing a lot of things right here. Sony's got um, a better SSD 
for mm-hmm. faster loading times, although the mm-hmm. Xboxes is no slouch and the Xbox has um, the resume gameplay thingy where it stays in the RAM and everything and you can just switch over from games and they load up pretty quickly, which is mm-hmm. um, definitely interesting, especially if you switch games a bunch. If you don't, mm-hmm. if you're playing like one game, 2K's your game, um, COD's your game, whatever mm-hmm. it is, then maybe that's not going to really matter to you. Yeah. But yeah. As for price, we're seeing um, PlayStation actually, well, Sony actually put down the digital version to 400. I think that made it more competitive with the Series S, even though they're not targeted almost at the same market because the um, PS5 does do 4K and supposedly Mm -hmm. 120 FPS. Seen a lot of reports saying a lot of the games on there will not play at 120 frames per second, but we'll have to see, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they do. Either way, you get that really fast storage, that really cool mm-hmm. controller, some great exclusives like Spider-Man Miles Morales and others. Although yeah. Xbox um, bought uh, Birth... That word's Birth... <laughs> I can't even pronounce their name. But either mm-hmm. way, they bought them and they're going to get um, new exclusives for them eventually. So mm-hmm. good job, Microsoft, on that end. And... As for the size of them, both are humongous, but the PlayStation one being like absolutely humongous. <laughs> Yo, it's gi- ginormous. Yeah, it's ginormous. <laughs> and the Xbox's um, Series X is just a refrigerator. <laughs> Basically. I think these are just the PlayStation ones, right? Maybe? It, it, yeah, was, just oh, oh, wait, wait, oh, we had some Xboxes. Oh, no. That was weren't those were just PlayStation. No, there was one yeah, the, yeah I think yeah, the, yeah, the OG Xbox. Uh okay. yeah, we're getting the I think Nintendo the Switch. Yeah, that's the Series X. It's kind of on the side. You can see the size difference here. That yeah. PlayStation is huge. <laughs> PlayStation's just there like, hey Shorty, what's up? Hey Shorty. Yeah, that might not fit um under my um, you know, TV, but it, it yeah. might fit under some people's. You can lay yeah. it on the slide, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If you want the smaller system for entertainment purposes, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely go with the Xbox Series X. Yeah. Either yeah. way, both are going to be great options. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that says Xbox One X. <laughs> so we were misleading there. Well, anyway, it was a big yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I saw the I saw the comparisons. They actually, it's you know pretty similar, the Series X and the One X, like vertically standing they are pretty similar in height so it's still a pretty accurate representation of the difference in size between the ps5 and the xbox series x yeah especially since we saw it from the side yes and you know the thing is um a lot of people are talking about 4k at 120 fps but my question to those people is do you have a 4k tv <laughs> Adam, put your hand down. We're not, we're not referring to you. You're not the average consumer. You are actually, believe it or not, 4K uh-huh. TVs here, maybe not at 120 FPS, the most yeah. 60 hertz, but they're becoming quite common and really cheap, actually. Really? Yeah, at least here in the US, you can get them wow. really cheap, like 300 bucks or less. Yeah. Oh. So. You know, in most apartments over here, like when I visit my friends, they have CRT TVs, you know, the ones with the big bodies like the cathode ray tvs like yeah they're like 4 480 the standard definition they're like 480p and then the ones with the flat screens are like max of 720 or 1080p oh probably God. at 30 fps like 
it's so hard to find a 4K TV over here and then to find one that works at, you know, 120 FPS. You know, I see them at stores. I see the QLED. I see, you know, Samsung stands. I see LG stands. But then I look at the price and I'm like, what the heck? Oh, my God. You'd be crazy because last year um, on Black Friday, we got a TV for our basement. 55-inch LG 4K, 200 Uh bucks on Black Friday. 200 bucks, 55 dollars LG, $200. That's crazy. Yeah. So they've become, well, you're not going to get that crazy of a price because that was a Black Friday price. Although oh, yeah, yeah. if you're seeing this around there, look at Black Friday. Maybe you can find something, right? Well, maybe, so, yeah, maybe. Yeah, for my TV in my room, I've had 4K for a decent amount of time because it actually has been cheap mm-hmm. relatively, you know? Yeah. Um, we don't see many of the box TVs anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Definitely interesting to think about. Oh, yeah. I'm well, thinking well, from here, you know, mm-hmm. wow, TVs have gotten so cheap that people just replace them. Like, yeah. Just like that. You know, t- yeah. TVs used to be an investment that you would make for like six years, seven years. Yeah. yeah. But now people can replace their TV like every two years, every three years. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and then another thing I heard was that um the was it the PlayStation comes with uh no the Xbox comes with um a, a HDMI cable that allows 4K 120 frames, but the PlayStation does not. So its okay. HDMI cable comes doesn't support 120 hertz or it doesn't support 4K. Yeah, it doesn't support 4K. And I'm like, um, it it, it sounded like an, an oddly specific thing, like. It sounded like, you know, everyone was just looking for what to nitpick about the PlayStation 5. Like, oh, the HDMI doesn't support 4K. I mean, yeah, it sounds like a pretty big deal because one of the main selling points of the PlayStation 5 is it supports 4K content. So why does the HDMI not support 4K content? Oh, so it doesn't even support 4K. I thought at 120 FPS, it doesn't support 4K at 60? I heard it probably supports 4K at 60. But okay, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. At, at the very fine. least. At the For the average consumer, good. then, they're not going to care as much as, like, the heavy gamers about 120 hertz. I've yeah. seen 120 FPS on gaming, and it just looks so much better, you know? It's... Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite impressive for a console, so I would love to see it be more common. But I think PlayStation definitely is targeting the mainstream audience a little bit more that might not care about 60 versus 120 FPS. They're playing at 30 anyway, so yeah, be fine. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. But with everything said and done, PC Master Race. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Yep. I mean, yeah. Really cool stuff having in, happening in the PC area. I know, oh, yeah. um, you know, AMD just released their 5000 series um, CPUs yeah. that actually are pretty good in comparison to even their last 3000 series ones they released. And NVIDIA just is selling out everywhere of their 3000 graphics card series. Graphic. My yeah. friend, um, I don't know if you guys don't have this in the Ukraine, I know, but Micro Center is a very um, popular um, place to get computer parts, at least. Mm-hmm. They sell about everything, like TVs, even iPhones and all that. But they're one of the most popular places, at least here, to build PCs at because they have a lot of different PC parts. parts. Versatile, yeah. at least in comparison to Best Buy, who has very little selection. And my mm-hmm. friend camped out 
at Micro Center to get the 3080. And wow. he missed it twice before getting it a third time. So, <laughs> wow. It, it is missed crazy. It twice. Yeah, twice. Twice. Dang. Dang. They, the, uh, it's partially NVIDIA's fault for having lower stock, but the demand yeah. is so high because not only are these um, graphics cards performing extremely well, mm-hmm. but they cut their prices in comparison to their like 2080 Ti. So, yeah. Um, good on NVIDIA for being extremely competitive in the field. We do like going on tangents on this. So, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I really want to believe that the people who listen to um, TNN stay here for us, not for the content. Yeah. <laughs> because we, we tend to go on a lot of tangents. But we do fun. go on a lot of tangents, but we have fun doing it, right? Yeah, yeah that's what's important. So do you have any last remarks about the PS5 or Xbox Series X? Would you get any of them or PC Master Race forever? Not even going to touch one of these? <laughs> <laughs> now, I think I would consider getting a console like, you know, when I get my own place because I stay in a dorm right now. So yeah, if I was, yeah. you know, whenever I graduate, I'm graduating in about three semesters. So that's like a year and a half. Yeah. When I get my own apartment, my own place and all of that, I think I would get a console just because of like visitors, you know, when people yeah. come over. Yeah. Hey, let's play a couple of games of FIFA or Rocket League or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I wouldn't want people to like, you know, come into my my room or my man cave with all my computers and because and stuff because um, we're going to edit that out. <laughs> you will, you will. Um, yeah, um, I wouldn't want people to come into my room with my, you know, my YouTube setup and all of that. Because, yes, the computer, the tower, the PC is going to be powerful. I'm going to game on it, like, definitely. But, you know, one problem I've always run into is connecting USB controllers, like, that are not official Microsoft um, Xbox controllers to PCs can be quite stressful. You're going to download emulators. You're going to download X360 CE yeah. One file is always missing. It's always those dang DLL files right. always missing. You're so right. I feel like I had to do the same thing. I couldn't, I tried um, doing the switch pro controller or a mm-hmm. PlayStation four one. And I was like, all right, I'm done. Give me my Xbox one controller. And now everything's Control. good. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like if you want to like play, you know, split screen or like a multi-person game on a PC, you're going to either have to have Xbox controllers or just get a console. Yeah, definitely. So I have a question for you regarding that, like playing stuff. So a very popular game, and we played it once, was Among Us, right? Um, yes. Do you do you guys play that um, with people around or anything? Yeah, you know, actually, it's a very popular game in my dorm. Yeah. And yeah, like ten of us come together in one room, and then we play. And then when one person dies. They just, they just like, we try not to like, you know, react or anything. Yeah, but it just, yeah. Sometimes it's just so surprising. And then they just, you just hear someone scream like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah, no, and then everyone turns and starts looking at each other. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, there's an imposter among us. Okay. Really yeah. Cool. So it was really funny because we, I had a friend group who's been doing the same kind of thing, which has been really cool because, you know, mm-hmm. gaming with like everybody, people who don't normally play games are playing this, yeah. which was interesting. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely can attest to not wanting to scream. There was one time where mm-hmm. I got double killed, right? But I was mm-hmm. the second person and I thought I hit the report button. I'm like, it's him, it's him, it's him. And <laughs> I was like, oh no, he actually killed me. So <laughs> I totally gave that up. But I, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it was, it's a blast, right? It it's really cool to see gaming, even in the smallest fashion, becoming mm-hmm. um, a lot bigger and more popular. Yeah. 
We saw yeah. with Fortnite, Twitch just absolutely blew up. Even though it was big before, it just became real big, more popular. So yeah. it's really cool to see the gaming industry move forward in so many different ways, whether it's mm-hmm. the most intensive games or even games like Among Us. Yeah, I feel like it's really great that like these games are becoming more accessible to people and maybe our parents will finally see that games are not rotting our brains when they get to play a game of among us or something like that right. a lot of thinking yeah. in that yeah a lot yeah. of thinking in that yeah definitely a lot of bad wrinkly calls brain. a lot of thinking in that <laughs> <laughs> your brain gets very wrinkly after playing among us yeah He's the imposter. I know it. A hundred percent sure. What? Like, <laughs> no. what? Like, and then, like the most, the most. Um, what's like the, the catchphrase for everyone in Among Us? I was doing tasks, bro. I was at electrical or something. Even yeah. if you're the imposter, like, nah. Yeah, for me, um, I'll hear so. I'll hear something. And I'll be like, all right, that's enough for me. And then I vote the person. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, a really funny part, and well, I don't know if we'll keep this in the podcast. Was I won a game? by um the first thing i was said was all right um if i've read over my name am i the imposter and um they said yes i'm like all right i'm the imposter vote me out <laughs> nobody voted me out they didn't believe me i was the imposter <laughs> and i won that <laughs> yeah i was like well <laughs> nice well i told you i didn't well, lie to really. you and there was a game where i wasn't the imposter i was running around doing tasks and then i think the imposter, no, I just, we just started the game. No one had died yet, but I think they saw someone vent or something. Yeah. And then I was in the cafeteria. I was doing tasks there. And then they called the meeting because we were playing with like half of the team were my friends and half of the team were like, you know, strangers, random people on the internet. And then one of the strangers just said, it's black. Like my, um, <laughs> my avatar was black. Like it's black. And I'm like, yeah. wait, what? I was in the cafeteria. It's like the most open place here. And then all of them started saying, it's black, it's black. And even my friends were like, oh, sorry, Johannes. You know, everyone's yeah. voting you out. We're gonna- Get them out of here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I legit played that match for just two minutes and I was out and I wasn't the imposter. And I just yeah. sat there as a ghost, just looking at them. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, why? 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 <laughs> why? 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 Just why? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there was one. All right. So you know how you can clear people with tasks? Yeah. So- I did um, meteorites in front of someone. He cleared me and it came down to like me and three other people. And he said it was me. I'm like, you saw me do the test. What the are you task. doing? <laughs> it was probably him. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. He threw. He was third imposter. <laughs> wow. Wow. Just wow. It, yeah, it's just funny. But oh. regardless, I think that's the end of the show today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed Make sure to like, comment. Um, Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are, we appreciate you. And we hope you have a good day. Definitely. Take care, everyone. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.